0: Praise the Lord. We are back. This is uh, Brad Julius Adeomi. We are talking, we have been going through the series of the of, of the scripture that says Christ has abolished it. In the last broadcast, we talk about, we stopped at the place where we said in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, that we believers have been raised up together with Christ. Made us and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We saw that in, in, in Ephesians 2, verse 6. And believing that and understanding that should make you that have given your life to Christ to know where you are in Christ. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we have authority over the dominions and the authorities and powers that Bible says are subjected to Christ. If we are in Christ Jesus, they are also subjected to us because Christ is the head and we are the body of Christ, from from, feet, from the neck to the toe is the body of Christ. And we symbolize the church throughout the ages. And the feet is the end of the world. So that was what we are trying to explain in this, in this teaching. And I want to keep listening because this is deeper. But what, are you purpose, what is the purpose of this message? To make us to see that what Adam lost in the Garden of Eden is what brought death to mankind. What did Adam lose? Adam lost the glory that was clovering him. And I explained in the last broadcast that that glory is what Christ brought back to mankind. And you see that in the Hebrew chapter two that we read, when we talk about, say, but we see Jesus. Personally. Because when Jesus Christ came, he manifested, demonstrated authority over all things or not. So, that we, for human we beings, look like we have not seen autism put under us yet. We see Jesus who came as a champion for us. I said, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. So, we explain that he tasted death for us by going to that grave, to that hell where Satan normally take human beings and he beat them down there. And he left captivity captive. The Bible said, Christ spoiled principalities and powers. Spoiled. That's like a war when they go to war. And the soldiers capture their captain, or the enemy captain, or their king. They bring them and them. In the days of the Roman Empire, they made a parade when they come back from war. They made a parade and put all the enemies, kings that they have conquered, they put them in chains. And, and the whole place, they line them up and they the." And the, and the, and the, and the the, the war hero that captured them will be marching and all those kings that he has captured will be in chains in front of him. That's why making a show of them openly. That's what they do in those days. And that is the terminology that is being used that when Christ rose again from there, he said he led captivity captive. He made a show of the principalities. Or he spoiled his principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in his resurrection. That's so why Christ said, I have the power to lead them alive and I have the power to take it again. So he triumphed over death and over hell in his resurrection. And not just do that, he also took the keys of hell and of death, which means He's now the final authority. No more, the devil can't just kill anybody and take them to hell. Christ has the authority, he can call them back out of death because he's the Lord of all. And he's giving that same authority to the body of Christ. When we believers, the body of Christ, most Believe and know our position and exercise that position is what the Lord is teaching us exercise that position without fear by faith And it. and God is backing us up. That's why he wanted us to do the initiation You have to initiate it or not. Remember he said Whatsoever you human beings, shall bind or not shall be bound in well, Who is going to bind it first or not? He is in to ratify it whatever you shall lose or not, shall be losing level. So even will not lose anything until you lose it or not. you just back it up. So remember that. So that is the position he has put us because we are his body. The body from head to toe, the head cannot do anything of himself but he has to use all the members of the body, through the members of the body to do anything he wants to do on the physical So The body, the head will control Tell the hand to grab something, tell the feet to lift up and step on something. That is the head controlling the members of the body. So Christ is the head, is seated in heaven. We are his members of his body or not. And when he wants to do something that, he has to instruct the members of the body to do it. If the members of the body cannot do it, then it's like a paralyzed person. Like couldn't move, you see. And the church has been in that form of partial paralysis that we couldn't do what it wanted us to do. But it's waking us up to know who we are because it's not the one that paralyzes us. Fear is what is paralyzing people. And you know, fear can paralyze people. You see the somebody coming with a, with a machete, you are full of fear. It can paralyze you to even be able to, uh, you can't even fight that man with a machete. Fear, you know, can paralyze. And the fear, of the enemy, the fear of if the repercussion, this man is coming with death. That's why the Bible says in Hebrew chapter 2 that Christ has delivered us through, through fear of death. That is the thing the devil has been using against us. death. And the fear of death makes everybody paralyzed. You can't even fight the devil. And Christ came to deliver us. Verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death, his own death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. See, the fear of death is what the devil has been using against mankind all through the ages. And that fear paralyzes almost everyone that could even resist the devil. And we believers that are believing Christ, we should throw that fear of death away and then resist the devil with that authority he has given to us and we will see that we actually have authority over the devil. That's what Christ is revealed to us, to teach his people. That's why he put ministries in the church for the perfecting of the sins, for the edifying of the body of Christ, so that we are to be taught and exhorted and, 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 and reminded who we are in Christ Jesus and the authority we have in Christ Jesus. And then when we stand our ground and speak the word of authority and resist the devil, the Bible says he will flee from us because he, the devil knows the truth but he will not let you exercise that truth because we want to test whether you actually know the truth. Then we are the expected to be the policemen to enforce what Christ has already done for us on that and done for us at the cross. Now, I will go now to some other sections of what the scripture, what we, have, what we have preached and make us to see that Christ actually has presented these things to us in the final analysis. Let's go to some stories of the scriptures of what the Lord Jesus Christ did when it came to raise up Lazarus in the Gospel of John, chapter 11. And we have to remember, the Lord has been revealing this when He was on earth, that He has actually abolished death in a way. He presented it in several forms, but see, we human beings that have been sown to the fear of death all through the ages, they couldn't really grasp what He was saying, what the logical was saying, but it was pointing to them that He has the power over death and He is going to give it to anybody. In Gospel of John chapter 8, let's first talk from Gospel of John chapter 8, the discussion between the Lord Jesus Christ and the Pharisees. We know that many of them didn't believe him, and that was a problem for them, for the Pharisees and the Jews that didn't believe, and they were confronting the Lord Jesus Christ. In Gospel of John chapter 8, when you start from verse 12, you see, after after the Lord Jesus Christ set this woman free, whom they wanted to stone to let, then Christ said, I am the light of the world. That's verse 12. Gospel of Jesus, chapter eight verse 12. Jesus speak unto them again. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, you see, prior to this discussion, these Pharisees were already upset that Jesus Christ let this woman go. That she wanted to stone the woman to today. They told, they said the woman was caught in adultery in the very act. And Christ said, whoever is without sin among you should be the one to first cast the soul. Actually, that's what the scripture said. And they went there because everybody realized that they were also sinners. Your own sin may not be adultery. Your own sin may not be stealing. But you are still a sinner. Lying. fraudulent things. Business if business fraud. They are also sin. So they left they all left and the Lord says, I do not I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Because if the woman went back to sin, They will catch the woman. They won't bring it to Christ this time. They will just stone the woman by themselves. But they they must have made a mistake of bringing the woman to Christ to 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 see what Jesus Christ will say about it. And Christ let the woman go. Now, Christ now telling that He is the light of the world. Anyone that follow Him shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now they wanted to confront Him on that. The Pharisees said unto Him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. I mean, they are already upset. Jesus said, I bear record of myself, yes, my record is true, for I know whence I came and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. So now this is coming, this is discussion back and forth between the Jews and the Christians and the religious and the, and the, and the guys. And I'm going to jump from that to where the, it went further into it, to a little bit of declaration in verse 51. That's where I'm already going with this chapter in Gospel of God, chapter 8 verse 51 where they were talking about have have you seen Abraham and he went further and said before Abraham your father was and that was the last part of it but let's look at verse 43 from verse 48 yes did you said on Jesus and said say not we well that thou art a Samaritan and as a devil Now, they are trying to accuse Jesus Christ that he was a Samaritan, means he was not a pure breed Jew. To them, that's like insulting anybody. That's how they insult one another. If a Jew wanted to insult the other Jew, they would call that other Jew a Samaritan, means you are not, it's like saying you are a bastard. That's what they are saying. Bastard means you are not from pure blood, pure blood Jew. And they say, well, you also have a devil. So they are trying to, that's purely becoming insult to make him, to upset him. And this guy didn't even debate the being a Samaritan because he's not trying to claim the Jewish something. He said, I have not a devil. That's the one he only speak about. He said, but I honor my Father and you do dishonor me. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judges. Now, verse 51 is where I am going. And he throw this in, in this discussion, to show them whom he really is. He said, very, very I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Now, why did to say this one he He tried to make them to see that you don't know what you are missing by not following, by not believing. You don't know what you are missing by not believing him, as he may say. And then he said, Aha! Then he said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, If a man keep my say, he shall never taste of death. A thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Who maketh thou thyself? And that's another thing the Jews use against one another. If somebody is trying to pro, pro, promote himself as great, they say, well, are you greater than our father Abraham? If somebody promotes his, his holy and righteous among them and they wanted to pull him they are you greater than our father Abraham? Well, they were, nobody wanted to say they are greater than our, their father Abraham because at least God has approved of Abraham, at least in the scriptures. And there's no evidence that God has approved this person that's trying to promote himself. So once they nail him down and say, Are you greater than our father Abraham, the man who kind of withdraw? Or are you greater than the prophets? And you say, prophets that have read all those books, Isaiah, that they have elevated as men of God. So if another body, in their generation is trying to raise up himself, that's what they will used to knock him down. Are you greater than the prophets? So the man who kind of say, "Well, God has acknowledged the prophets. God has not acknowledged this man yet. So whoever he is he will be quickly shutting his mouth up. So that's what they are true at Jesus. Are you greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Who maketh thou thyself? Now Jesus Christ was not just greater than Abraham, he created Abraham. And they won't believe that. So he went for that and said, Jesus answered in verse 54, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me. Of whom ye say that he is your God. Now he's trying to, make making them to say that your God is my father. Well, we can say that right now because we believe the gospel. But to the Jews in that generation, that to them is going beyond what they can hear. If you say, God is your father, you are saying that you are very close to God. That's what it means. Verse 55, he went for that, he said, Yet ye have not known him, that is, you have not known this God, but I know him. If I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you, but I know him and keep his saying. Now, verse 56, say, Your father Abraham, Rejoice to see my day, and he saw it. I was glad. Now, let said say the Jesus to him, "Thou art not yet fifty years old." You are looking at the man that was standing before them was about thirty-something year old, and he said, "Thou art not yet fifty years old." Has thou seen Abraham? You know, Abraham was dead two thousand years ago. I mean, into their physical mind, and Jesus Christ was telling things from the spirit world and from the physical world. And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Then took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. So you can see, Jesus Christ was making them to see that he is eternal. He is eternal. He just came to this world for 30 something years and he went back to eternity. But they couldn't Believe that because you have seen a physical human being. That's why he told him before you bram your father was I am. It's God manifesting in the flesh. That's why the Bible prophesied that God with us is what Jesus Christ is. He's God manifesting in the flesh and lived among us. But now, why did I digress into this? Because it makes us to see that when He said He is able to keep us alive and never to see dead in verse 51, you have to know who is talking. It's not just a man anointed by the Holy Ghost and a prophet that is saying this. This is God manifested in form of flesh. That's why I bring this message here. When he said in verse 51, Verily, vale, very, vale I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. And they were looking at it as something here, old person saying, How can you say that? Who are you? That's why they said, Who are you? Are you greater than Abraham that is dead? Are you greater than the prophet that is dead? That is dead? And he said, Before Abraham your father was, I am. Now they didn't want to stone him for that. They think that was blasphemy. Because they didn't believe he is the eternal God that manifests in the form of flesh. We that believe that right now, we are blessed because God has opened our eyes in the in the New Testament to believe that God manifested in the flesh as Jesus Christ. And that is why he was able to say that. And that's why he could do that. He could claim that that he could keep anybody alive who keep who's keeping Enoch alive. That would be him. Because God took him that. Enoch will not see that, no? and Jesus Christ said, If a man keep my age and never see that. It is God, the Lord Jesus Christ that's keeping not alive. Elijah the prophet went away. Who is keeping him alive? The same Jesus that's keeping him alive. And he's saying, he is going to keep us alive. Jesus Christ is going to keep us alive. And the same thing is what he says, he says the resurrection and the life. Look at it again Just the Gospel of John chapter 11. Gospel of John, chapter 11, when Jesus Christ came to raise up Lazarus, we are lifting up Jesus Christ to make you because we have to believe in what Jesus Christ has done for us and the power he has brought to us and the authority he has given to us. It's all completed at the cross. It is what he has done, not what we are doing, not because I am fasting, not because I am holy. It, those are all necessary, remember that. But it is because of what he has done that make us to come into that Face where we can be walking holyly with him, fasting to keep our body under, all that type of thing. If he has not prepared this sacrifice for us on the cross and bring us in, we cannot do all those things that are works of the flesh. But when we are brought in, then all this efforts that we are putting may be used to give us to get us closer and closer to what we want to get. see. Then we have to come on in through Jesus Christ. Come on said, that's why he said, you have to come through the door, I am the door. That's what Jesus Christ said in many Bible verses. He said, I am the door of the sheep. That's in John chapter 14, you said that also. He said, I am the door of the sheep. And also in John chapter 10. So many Bible verses, let me go to the one I want to point to right now in a moment. In verse 10, in John chapter 10, he said, Verse 1: He that entered not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbed it up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And in verse 7, let's go to verse 7. Then said Jesus unto them again: unto you, I am the door of the sheep. So Christ is the door. And in verse 9, it says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. He shall go in and out and find pasture. Those two Bibles I'm just pointing out to them that Christ is the door. You have to come in through the door into the kingdom of God first. So if you are of another religion that don't want to accept Christ, you are lost. It's so when you come in that you're fasting, you're living holy, can even be looked at by God. If you are not in the inside, you are outside. You've got to come through the door, which is Jesus Christ, very important. Now let's go to John chapter 11 that we want to talk about, where Jesus Christ came to raise up Lazarus, his friend that was dead for four days in the grave. And Jesus Christ was discussing this with the the sister of Lazarus. You can read your story in John chapter 11, we get to that in in another sermon. But in verse 25, Jesus Christ mentioned to Martha and said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believed thou this? Now, that was another utterance of the Lord Jesus Christ that made us to say, see who He is. He said, Whosoever believeth, as you are li- and you believe in Me shall never die. But he asked, if he put a clause, Believer it of this. Why, will you, why did he put that clause? Because uh, Martha has said, she he believed, believed in the resurrection on the last day. Which everybody that in Pharisee believed that. They believed that God is going to raise all the dead in the last day and she confessed that to Jesus Christ in verse 24 when Jesus Christ said your brother shall rise again she said I know she will, he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day so everybody know that I mean the Pharisees believed that they preached that and she believed that and Jesus Christ was trying to make it clear that well yeah that will take place but he is that resurrection and this what by and he is what you resurrection. He's the one that's going to do it. That's what it's meant. That's what he said here. It just said, I am the resurrection. You say, well, What does that mean? There's no more resurrection. Said, he said, He's the one that's going to make it happen in that last day. That's what he meant. I am the resurrection. And it's and the life. What does that mean? And the life. When people are resurrected, will they die again? No because resurrection means they will live forever from that time forward. Not just raising the dead because you can raise the dead and they live for another 50 years and grow old and die. They they are just raising back to the body that was still corruptible body, the mortal flesh. But in the resurrection when their bones are what is left, God is going to give a new body, eternal body. So Christ is saying, I am the resurrection. And the life, the life that's going to keep the human beings alive, never to die anymore, Christ said, I am that life. How is he going to do that? Because he said, Christ in us is the hope of our glory. That's another sermon that we have preached. Christ in me is the hope of that glory, that we are going to have that glory that that Adam lost, that will have kept Adam immortal. That Adam lost, Christ is bringing that glory back to us, but it is in a different method now. The Bible says, God has given us eternal life. But he has given it to us, woman is eternal life. But he put this life, eternal life, in his son Jesus Christ. So that all you need to do is to get his son inside you. And then you have eternal life. And this one is eternal life. The life of God that will bring that glory back to you so that you will be covered with light and never to die anymore. That is life eternal started by having Jesus. He said to know God and know Jesus Christ is eternal life because he is the Lord God inside Christ inside us that will give us that life eternal forever. And that is, I'm going to go to that in the next broadcast because we are getting short in this time, but I will explain that further and further what he, what you mean by this eternal life. Because here in verse 25 he said, I am the resurrection and the life. That believeth in me, though you are dead, and those who are you see, they shall live because he's going to raise them up by the last day. As promised, that in John chapter 5 and chapter 6. I mean, they said, And whosoever live it, I mean, if they are alive now and believe it in me, shall never die. Believe it out, this. now. That is the section people don't really grasp. It was saying that was uh, that was called, you no, know, was secondly what he said in John chapter 5, verse 31 that if a man keep my say, he shall never see death just seconding it again here that if you believe you can live and never die, do you believe that? See now, he didn't come, he didn't say whether he believed the resurrection on the last day. He's talking about do you believe this one that you can live forever in that verse 26. Because Martha has already confessed that I believe my brother will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So she believed that also. But Jesus Christ is saying two things right there in verse 25 and 26. In verse 25 and 26, he was saying, Yes, I will raise them at last I am that restriction. Yes, even if you are living right now, I can you can you can live forever. Do you believe that? So the second part of it is asking him, Do you believe that part also? Because that is seconding the John chapter, verse 21. I will continue this in the next broadcast, and I believe that the Lord will begin to make you to see that yes, Christ has abolished them because we're going to go into the first Corinthians in the next broadcast. God bless you. Join us again next time. This is brother Julius Adewumi. I just wanted to add some of these signs of the end that is currently occurring so that you may know that the end is near as we are talking about. You can look around you, you see the Boko Haram that is plaguing Northern Nigeria. You see the ISIS coming from Saudi Arabia and plaguing the, the Middle East. So all these are signs of the end, they are part of the signs of the end that we are talking about. Not to talk of the plagues that are coming upon the world. That the Bible has said in the book of Revelation, it will begin to take place. And all of those things, they are going to be challenging and testing and trying the faith of the believers. So if you are a believer in Christ Jesus, begin to look up and ready to stand and confess Christ to the end. But if you are not a believer, you should begin to be afraid. You better run to Jesus because He is the only Savior. Jesus Christ is the one that is going to save anyone that is going to escape from the wrath to come. Everything. Somebody asked me from listening to my radio broadcast and said, all this plague of the viruses that are plaguing the world right now, the, the latest one, the coronavirus, that seems to be a pandemic, they call it an epidemic. Could that be some of the signs of the, of the, of the vials of the wrath of God? And my response to him is that when you look at the book of Revelation chapter 16, the vials of the wrath of God is not what we are seeing yet. All of these ones are still the work of the devil plaguing the world because there will be so many evil things that the devil will be using to kill mankind. However, it's not the wrath of God yet. The wrath of God is to judge both the devil and the antichrist system which is the world ruler at the end of time but the, the sins of god will not be in the wrath of god which is the book of revelation chapter 16 when all water will turn to blood and things like that will happen but so far these plagues and personalities, they are still the work of the devil but we believers you go got to stand confess jesus to the end don't be afraid of the devil and even if you die For Jesus, because you are confessing Christ and you are standing firm for Jesus, either because of the jihadists or the persecution, when you stand for Jesus, even if you die, you shall be resurrected very soon because Christ will come and resurrect you soon. But we believers, look up, is what Jesus Christ said, for your redemption right now. How do you look up? Begin to be righteous, begin to stand for Jesus, begin to live for Him. And confess Jesus to the end. Confess the word of God to the end. Because he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. That's what Jesus Christ said. God bless you. And I'm going to pray for any of you that are having some troubles, you are going through. Jesus Christ said, if we ask anything in his name, he will do it. So I'm going to pray for you. If you have sickness in your body right now, lay your hand upon the part of your body that is hurting. Or that is having any sickness. And as I command right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, your body will be well. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening to me right now in the radio land. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I command the spirits of sickness and disease to come out of them and enter them no more in the name of Jesus Christ. I say so. All you spirits of sickness and disease that are causing pains or affliction or sickness of what kind. Come out of this food and listen to me. And enter them no more in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is it friends. You are healed. Believe it. Say it to your mouth. Say I am healed. Say I receive my healing right now. Say it again. I receive my healing right now in Jesus name. And begin to thank God. Just lift up your hand and thank Lord right now. Say Father I thank you for healing me. Thank you Jesus Christ for healing me. Say thank you Jesus Christ for healing me. Say it again. Thank you Jesus Christ for healing me. By His right, we were healed. By the sons of Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. You were healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have any question. Please call. 080-334-36944. That is 080-334-36944. You can also call. Our number 80 080- Three three eight six nine eight one two. That is zero eight zero three three eight six nine eight one two. Any of those phone calls, somebody will answer your call and they will pray along with you. Again, the two numbers are zero eight zero three three eight six nine eight one two, zero eight zero three three eight six nine eight one two, or you may call zero eight zero three three four three six nine four four. That is zero eight zero three three four three six nine four four somebody will be answering your call god bless you